Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bird Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast. Sold out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. Um, let's say happy birthday to Nick Patrick, former referee, uh, Chris Jericho, and Butch. And if I'm not mistaken, the Reverend is not here this evening. He may come on later. But today in wrestling history was the Montreal Ski Job. I'm sure he would have brought that up. He would have brought that up for sure. And last but not least, the somewhat black beard encyclopedia. <laughs> the almost black beard. <laughs> the almost black. The almost back beard. <laughs> See what I did there? See? Yeah, you're so clever. I am. So, bouncing off what Jason would normally do, we also four years ago can say that tonight was the first ever AEW full gear. Which, interestingly enough, I guess in next week's episode, we'll be doing our picks for that. And, uh, gentlemen, and to all our listeners out there, I am officially doing live on the air. I am unfollowing Matt Riddle on Instagram because, quite frankly, the fact that he's now posting photos of himself trying to reveal how large he is, I think that's where I got to draw the line. So I encourage you all to do the same. All right, so let's jump into it, fellas. Yep, and hold on, unfollow. Okay, thanks, Matt. This week we had Crown Jewel. Uh, the Encyclopedia and myself went seven and one. The Devil's Advocate and the Reverend went eight and oh in their picks. I think the only place where we differed was I chose Drew and the Encyclopedia chose Steve. And speaking of Cena, after today, the writer strike is over, and he posted on his Instagram or Twitter, that's all, folks, or the end, from Looney Tunes, basically stating he's done with wrestling again and headed back to Hollywood, which I don't think that surprises anyone. I, I think he made it very clear that that was the the deal based on his return as of late. A hundred and something days, if I'm not mistaken, was the writer's strike. So, 111, I think, something like that. Yeah, that's how long we got seen for. Rook T freaking D. But, Crown Jewel, what did we think? Uh, I'll go ahead and start it off. I enjoyed the show. Um, you know, nothing memorable, nothing crazy to write home about. Very predictable. As you can tell by our picks, uh, we all kind of nailed it on the head. Uh, Rhea Ripley, she's the hottest thing going right now. And it showed. Um, the priest, false cash-in, 
getting his briefcase stolen by Sammy. Alright, I guess. Uh, Logan Paul surprised me again. Uh, I know there was the video going around of him basically saving Ray from falling on his neck on that moonsault off the rope. Um, and the captions underneath were hilarious. Like, Logan Paul already better than 95% of the AEW roster of saving people from getting hurt. <laughs> that one had me cracking up. Um, the Rollins Drew Max, I liked. You know, of course, the shenanigans in the LA Knight, Roman Reigns. I don't think anybody was surprised by that. All in all, decent show, not one that I'd go back and, and watch again. Rob? Well, I mean, I agree with you. It's definitely not a show I'd go back and watch again, but I did have a few things I wanted to bring up. Um, the women's match, the Fatal Five-Way, I mean, talk about a spot fest. <laughs> I felt like for a while I had slipped into an AEW show. Because it was like, move, slide out of the ring. Move, slide out of the ring. I'm like, really? Really? No I like, continuity. None, none whatsoever. It was just move after move. And like, no, like at one point, you would have thought they all would have ganged up on Naya because she's the one that caused all the problems. And basically, they just went at it as a five on five, you know, five, five against five, which is fine. I mean, that's, you know, it's a match. But I felt like for a while there, I was like, Spot, spot, spot. Okay, let this one get her. I'm like, all right, did did you guys watch an AEW show like before this started? Because this is an AEW match all the way. Um, oh, Rob criticizing AEW? I oh, look, shit. I call him as I see him. Okay. How has frozen over? <laughs> no, it hasn't. I'm there now. It's <laughs> it's still warm. <laughs> um, you know, Logan Paul makes me crazy because I hate him. But I can't deny that he's good in the ring. I mean, uh, you can't you, you can't watch his matches and say, wow, you know, he's he's an interesting character. He brings natural heat. And, you know, he made that match. But again, another part timer. Holding on to a title. Like Smackdown now, both their world champion and their U.S. champion don't wrestle full time. So I question the judgment there. I, I, I think it's not I think it's a bad look. For SmackDown, I mean, SmackDown's already considered a secondary show, and now you've got you're gonna have no championships defended on it. Okay, interesting decision. Uh, Cena Sokoa. I didn't have a problem with Sokoa winning. I had problem with Cena not really selling the injuries. Like he got Samoan spiked like twelve times, and then he mm -hmm. gets up out of the ring and he's like, "Bye, everybody. Peace out. Hey, cool. I'm done." I was like. You couldn't have sold it for the guy. I mean, the guy decimated you. Like they let they. It was pretty much a squash, for the most part. Cena normally doesn't get squashed. It happened. It's happened once or twice in his career, right? And then he gets pinned, and then he gets up and he's like walking around smiling and waving. And I was like, really, really, John? Come on, you couldn't have couldn't have had the referees carry out or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just was like. It's nice that you did the job for Solo, but I think when you do a job for somebody, you got to complete it, right? And make throw in your own, you know, jokes in there. Um, Rollins McIntyre for all the build, I thought it was kind of an average match. I don't think they ever got out of 
second gear. Um, and the LA Knight Roman Reigns, I mean, Roman Reigns matches are so formulaic. It's so boring. For a guy who wrestles three or four times a year, you think they might come up with a better way of his matches to run. I mean, it's it's like he comes out, he's getting beat, somebody interferes, he does some kind of huge spot, he wins. I'd love to see him win a match once on his own merits. Just once. I mean, Ric Flair, for all the times he got disqualified, there were times he won matches without interference, without cheating. Once in a while, I like to see Roman Reigns beat somebody clean. You know, it's just, it's so, like, I already, you could, you could have called this match before it happened, right? We all knew LA Knight wasn't going to win. We all knew there was going to, like Freddie said, there was shenanigans. We knew that was coming. It's just, I wish they'd do a little more because, I mean, we've got six more months of this. If he's really not going to lose until WrestleMania, we've got like six more months, five more months, whatever, a lot of months, a lot of time where he may defend the belt two or three more times against who I have no idea because, again, they don't have another challenger set up for him yet. I just wish they would do something a little different. It, it's like his, to me, his appearances are, are I don't look forward to them anymore because his matches are just not great. So as to sum up, a decent card. I didn't have a, a big problem with it, but I wouldn't go back and watch it again. There's nothing on there I feel like I need to look at. Um, for the sake of the audience not wanting to turn off this podcast uh, at this point, I'm just going to say nothing. Uh, I think we've gone ten minutes on this already, so I, I, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of feedback on this. I, I thought the Rollins McIntyre match was pretty good. Uh, I thought the Sami Zayn JD McDonough was a fine enough opener. Um, yeah, the, the Fatal Five Way was, you know, spot fest and. It's not just an AEW and, uh, you know, now WWE. Uh, one of the spots I keep seeing now is the two people fighting on the top turnbuckle. So somebody gets up there as if they're going to do a power bomb, and then somebody else ends up suplexing that person. I think I've, I think they've set like a record the last three months. I've seen that probably at least once a week. So um, I, I did think the spot where Shayna had the bolt, two ankle locks and the Kurafuda clutch at the same time, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I think it would have been hilarious if someone tapped out there. But we th that's the thing. We knew Rhea Ripley was winning that. Um, yeah, I was wrong on so Cena and Sokoa. And the only thing I'll say, I didn't pick up on the lack of selling after the three Samoan spikes. Um, I didn't really think anything of it. The fact of the matter is nobody sells anymore. So uh, whatever. I, I, I just doesn't, I don't look at it the same way, and that's fine. Logan Paul, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Logan, Logan Paul, I tell you, for the – you guys have said it. I mean, for the amount of time this guy's been in the ring, he's he's come so far. Uh, but as Rob said, now that's two champions we're not going to see on SmackDown very often. Or maybe maybe he's got it in his contract. Maybe he will be on every week. Maybe he's going to surprise us. I don't think so, but um, I still contest that I think it's going to be LA Knight throwing him probably at WrestleMania. Um, Kyrie Sane's back, so cool. I uh, not a fan of the new look, but um, I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic now. And they brought it up on the commentary that Bailey was partially responsible for saying injury the last time we saw her. So 
I think it's going to be real interesting to see where that goes with damage control. Is Bailey's is Bailey actually going to win matches now and face EO? I think that might be a possibility. At least that'll make some people happy. You know, TBD. And then you mentioned it about Roman. Yeah, interference galore. Um, that just seems to be his mantra. Um, and yeah, I was thinking to myself, realistically, he had his day, title defense against Jay Uso at SummerSlam. He just had this one at Crown Jewel. So what's his next defense now? Is it going to be at the Rumble and then that's it? So he made three title defenses in a year? I mean, I think we've gotten used to the part-time champion, but this is on a different level. This is like a this is like special attraction. And the same way, it feels like Cody, they're just trying to fill in. It's like all filler until we get back to WrestleMania. And I thought the idea of not having Cody win the first time, I was totally okay with that. And I was okay with him not necessarily getting a title shot and winning it at SummerSlam. I even think at one point I suggested having them lose again. And then it's the third time at WrestleMania. But it feels like they had the end point and getting to that end point, that's the part they're not, it's not been fully fleshed out. It's a lot of piecing together. Like they announced for war games, it's going to be Cody and Jay and uh, who, who the hell is in that damn Seth. match? Seth and yeah, Seth is not defending the title period and Sami Zayn against Judgment Day. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I see where it's going with this. I'm just, do I really care? I mean, fuck, if you wanted to be different, Judgment Day versus the bloodline and yeah i understand the bloodline's a person short but at least that would be like well who is really dominating wwe at this point is it judgment day or is it bloodline at least that would have been something different and unique you know what i mean um i think this also was an excuse to get cody rhodes in there for a war games match and then we'll have the tribute to oh my dad created the war games and was a legend in war games so now it's my turn you know i'm sure we're going to see those vignettes coming up soon so they already started yeah and that, that, it's fine. I don't hate everything. I don't love everything. So it's not like Vince where when he was in charge of creative last where you're rolling your eyes and like, where did he come up with this? It's more just like, yeah, they kind of back themselves into a corner. And now, you know, they got to they got to fill gaps until they get to the end point WrestleMania. That was my I think that was one of our concerns, right? When Cody lost, we were like, OK, well, now we got to go in a whole other year. Right. Till right. he actually wins. How are they going to fill that time? And I think they're yeah. they're eh, on how they're filling it. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not like eye rolling where it's like, oh, crap. Where, where do they come up with this? It's more like, all right, are you guys going to come up with anything interesting? Or are we just going to basically skate along, you know, under the radar yeah, until then? And I, yeah. yeah. And the fact is, the ratings are holding up. The ratings have gone up on some shows. You know, overall, WWE's ratings have slightly ticked up. I mean, to the point that even NXT apparently is their demos gone up. So, I mean, I you know, we've said it over and over again. It's not for our generation anymore that they're appealing to. This generation wants the nonstop action fest, the Cirque du Soleil type shows in the ring, and you know, not necessarily making it look like a real fight. And that's fine. If this is what they want, you know, they're global, they're a global brand. They're making a ton of money and it's not necessarily about how many people are viewing it every week. And I think that it's that way across all of entertainment. You know, there's a niche audience for every single genre that's out there, whether it's sports entertainment or any form of entertainment, really, you know, they don't care that it's not, you know, three, four million people and it's going up every week and it's all unique people. It's like, all right, we're getting the same 2 million people every week, but uh, rustling unlike a lot of shows. They keep coming back. It's steady. 
you know, they keep saying cable TV and national TV, the ratings overall have gone been on a downward trend for several years now, with especially with streaming. Rustling's pretty much stayed steady. And that's not just WWE. You could I mean, while AEW might not be as hot as it was when it first started, where they were getting and you know, close to a million viewers or just over, it's still pretty steady when you think about that seven hundred, nine hundred thousand that they get on, at least on Dynamite. Collision and Rampage, I Rampage is not the most compelling show in Collision. I think part of Collision's problem is it's a mix of Rampage and Dynamite, but it's also on a terrible night. You know, people do not stay home on Saturday. We, you know, we could beat this. We could, you know, we could beat our heads against the wall on this forever. You know. Thank you all if you're still listening. My rant, my semi yeah, rant is over. For, so, for someone who had no comments, yeah, who had no we had plenty to I, say. Yeah, I, I got. Yeah, I started realizing. Oh, I could go in this direction, in this direction, in this direction. So, <laughs> so speaking of reviews, Iron Claw. The Iron Claw movie will be released in December, I believe, the twenty twenty second. I think twenty second. Uh, so far, it's gotten some pretty good reviews. If you guys haven't gotten to check out the trailer, it's up online, and it looks really good. Uh, you have <clears throat> Zac Efron play, playing Kevin Von Erich. You got Jeremy Allen White playing Carrie. Harrison Dickinson playing, playing David. No idea who that is. Yeah, no. Salvo Guerrero's in the movie. MJF. MJF. Yep. I'm just scrolling through the IMDb right now. You're good. Yeah. Uh, L- Lily James is actually a very popular actress. She's in this. Moira Tierney, I think, plays Doris Von Eric. Yeah. Now no, we just we just aged ourselves. Focused on on Kevin, right? It's focused on Kevin, Kerry, and David. Um, they've pretty much ignored Chris. I just read an article right before the show about how they really don't bring him into the narrative. Um, and a, the director said it was mostly because of time. But if you do remember, uh, Kerry, Mike, and Chris all committed suicide. So it's kind of a repeating theme, unfortunately. So I think with Chris being the youngest and really not being a part of the wrestling I think it was a, a conscious decision made to kind of leave him out. So I know it's David, Kevin, Carrie, and Mike, I think, are, are where it's being focused on mostly. And, of course, Doris and Fritz. I'm, I'm actually glad to hear you say that they're trying to be conscious of the runtime, which when I'm reading, it's two hours and ten minutes, because I feel like movies are they're just getting longer and longer in some respects. I mean, I went out the other night with my wife, and we, we saw Killers of the Flower Moon. We were in that theater, including trailers, for almost four hours. But is that necessarily a bad thing? Because movie prices have gone up, so you're getting entertainment. I pay the flat. I pay the flat twenty five a month anyway, because I have the AMCA list. So I, I see two movies I've covered myself for the month. So I, I, it's, it's not that. I mean, for the movie theaters, actually, I think it kind of sucks because 
we know the movie theaters, they don't necessarily make their money on the box office. They might get a small cut of it, but most of their money is on the concessions and stuff. I think these longer movies, they're going to have to start pushing back to the movie studios and say, hey, look, we if you're over, let's say, like two and a half hours, uh, you're approaching three hours or more, you got to have an intermission in there. It gives people the chance to go to the bathroom and people are going to go get snacks. You know, it's too, it's, they're getting too long. So you're telling me that they left the character out to get it at two hours and 10 minutes. I'm okay with that. Yeah, like I said, in 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 the story itself too, he's not a major player. So, you know, I I think if you were going to focus on anyone, it would be those four. Um, and the other thing I read is Kevin Von Erich actually saw it, and uh, he's giving it a glowing review, and that's good because it's about him. So you would hope that he would be happy. He would watch it, yeah. And you know, it's about his him and his family and how they were portrayed, and and he the review I read about that he gave he said that uh it's really good he's really enjoyed it he thought he thought they you know they could they got the spirit of the what they were trying to do so i'm really anxious to see that i think it's going to be really good i mean i know we know what we know well through what's reported i'm curious to see if there's any differences um you know from what we see in the movie you know what's been what we're going to see so I'm definitely down for that. Did you see the amount of work Zac Efron had on his face? Like, I don't know if he, uh, he had, like, plastic surgery or what the hell. It's probably makeup. Uh, I don't know if it's makeup. He got, like... You think, you think he got plastic surgery for... A- a movie? Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't so, think dude. so. <laughs> I'm going to argue with you on that one. I don't think that's... I, don't know I, I think Elo also needs movie. to go back in the cave. Yeah, I think he, no, I think he needs to come out of the cave. <laughs> come out and join the rest of us. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was for this movie or he just had... If he just had surgery, because uh, he looks way different. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's makeup. I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think too, Lily James got breast implants to play Pamela Anderson. No, you know it's actually saying? a running joke. It's actually a running joke that they were prefer- like for I, I, I guess the people that could do comparison, um. That hers looked perfectly like Pamela Anderson's did, so we're pretty sure it was a bodysuit. All right, so you just sent me a Freddy. Google link with all of <laughs> all pictures of uh, what are you what are you looking, <laughs> Freddie? I need to know what you're looking up here. Look at his face, are, man. Are you a That's Zac Efron? Do you have Zac Efron posters in your room? Were you a High School I, Musical guy? I don't. I just think his jawline has changed. You can his say jawline it. does look different. You can say you love Magic Mike, right? I've never seen Magic Mike. <laughs> that's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different show. All right. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the draw line does look there. I'm, I think you need to find a new job if you're that bored that you could spend time looking all this. <laughs> I just I saw I it think- in one of his interviews. 
So I, I think you need to. The movie, but I, I think you need to question your sexuality if you're, if you're looking at Zach Efron that close. Jeez, there goes the gay audience. Good job. Yeah. Let's go, Freddie. I support you in whatever you decide. Speaking of <laughs> supporting in whatever you decide, I was NWA, waiting to see where you go with that. <laughs> NWA has allegedly used a cocaine angle. <clears throat> allegedly? Right before, no, it's not alleged. They did it. <laughs> they did it. Allegedly. Oh, brother. All right, let me take over from here. <laughs> Go ahead. He's You're afraid Billy Corgan's going to sue us. <laughs> you messed that one up. The, 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 this isn't Court Bauer on MLW here. We don't have to worry about it. All right. So what happened was uh, the NWA was shooting a scene where Father James Mitchell was surrounded by some women in a party. And at some point, there was a white there was white powder on a table, and he went down and snorted some. Now, if you know his character, he play, he plays you know he tries to play me basically. He tries to play the devil, and he does a very good job. He's excellent at it. Um, but you know, look, they're trying to get like major network coverage. You know, trying to get on a major network. Not really sure this was the best step. Um, it's now been rumored that, <coughs> that the CW wants to move them to their app rather than have them on the CW. And Billy Corrigan is, uh, you know, he's trying to, you know, say that's not the case and, you know, that, that nothing's set in stone yet, but, you know, that's really not a, not a place you want to go. You know, if you're really trying to get on a network you know, a, net, uh, a major network. And I'm watching the clip now, and he's basically, yeah, he's basically sniffing stuff up his nose with a bunch of, looks like strippers. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Not really sure where uh, where we're going with this. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I respect realism, but, you know, this isn't the Attitude Era. So I, I don't think this is going to work. Any thoughts from the from you guys? I'm I'm looking at the clip now. My man, has, right? Has He's a like spoon to his nose. <laughs> like that's wild. Just. That's all I can say I, about it. I mean, what's next wow. week? Do we we break out needles? Ladies and gentlemen, joining Yeah. Just absolutely wild. Yeah, they're all just they're all really just doing coke on a table. Right? I mean I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And and drinking booze. Well, I mean, you know, look, we've seen yeah, the booze seen, drinking not so much, but the uh, right. I mean, let's face booze is still legal. Yeah, the last I checked, cocaine is not. Right. And uh, it's not that it was acknowledged as such either, but you know, what else was he doing? He's not snorting it flour. You know, yeah. this isn't a new way to take in sugar. You know, he's not taking it for his allergies. Yeah, it's so bad you could tell it's sugar. <laughs> they're, they're baking a cake. Yeah. 
I don't know. It makes me want to watch the show more because I want to see what else they're going to do. But if CW, I mean, I had read somewhere that it was always supposed to be the app, but I can tell you if I'm CW and the contract isn't signed, I'd contact them and be like, we're not signing you to a contract. Be not because it's in bad taste, but this is terrible. You think we want to put this on our network? Right. It looks so bad. Uh, who the hell produced that segment? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you have to ask yourself: is uh, who said this was a good idea? Yeah, who's getting fired today? Yeah, maybe maybe Billy Corgan like called Tony Khan for advice on booking a show. He was like, "Hey, let's be like Tony Khan, but let's put it on TV." <laughs> Allegedly. 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 <laughs> I, I think Tony Khan was in the back. <laughs> if he does that and then just goes and says, I've got a big announcement planned for next. <laughs> well, all right. Speaking of AEW, Samoa Joe wins his title match. And then basically Scott Hall the title. And, and you know what I hope that bad boy into the garbage can. I hope Jim Duggan comes out next week and finds it in a garbage can, <laughs> right? Hilarious. And starts defending it. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm referring to, Scott Hall threw the world television title in the trash on WCW, and a few months later, Jim Duggan found it in the trash. Like so, the trash I guess never got taken out. Right. And, and started calling himself the TV champion. So I hope they do the same thing. That would be great. I would think that was great. But yeah, I mean, I put this on here. Um, Samoa Joe was the Ring of Honor uh, television champion, the longest reigning television champion, and beat Keith Lee on Dynamite this week and then put the belt in the ring and said he didn't want it anymore, that he wanted to go for the AEW title. So my question to you guys is, is Ring of Honor worthless? Is there nothing like like should they abandon Ring of Honor altogether? Should they make it a developmental uh, territory where they can send their you know their rookies and to get seasoning? Like what what is the point of Ring of Honor now if their champions don't even want their belts? I thought that that was the point of Ring of Honor that they were going to make it like a developmental. But the way they've shit all all over it, it's gonna take a while to even just build it back up. Like it is shit show. It's like, oh yeah, this means nothing. And the guys who actually have the titles that you want them to give it some type of prestige so that you can run with it, they're like, nah, fuck this place, it sucks. I'm out. So I just think it's 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 in a bad place. They were in the gutter. I mean, they weren't even, they didn't even, they haven't had a TV deal in forever. It was like syndication before. I mean, as much flack as we give Tony Khan for how Ring of Honor is presented, the fact is, yeah, it's on a streaming service, all right, with 10,000 viewers, which is nothing to really brag about. But the fact is, it's, it's a presence on AEW. There's an awareness out there of those belts and their titles and their organization. So while it might not necessarily get the viewership 
that people think it should. Um, their pay-per-view events have been pretty, at least popular by a niche audience. And I dare say that that niche audience is bigger than what it was, what it had become. You know, it's the same like with TNA and, you know, rebranding or impact rebranding to TNA. They had a great audience before. They're trying to build that niche audience back up. So, you know, Ring of Honor, I think it's in better shape than it was before he acquired it. So whatever. Um, I mean, my problem with with Ring of Honor is it's it's not on the same level uh and it seems like a lot of the ring of ring of honor regulars lose to the AEW regulars quite often like for example Dalton Castle and the boys were the ring of honor six man champions for a long time and then they come on to AEW and the acclaim beat them pretty quickly so i think that's a problem i think when tony khan bought the AEW, or the excuse me, the ROH library. He was anticipating some kind of streaming service, so we'd have content. Because I mean, honestly, what other content would you have? It, WWE has pretty much bought all the other territories up, so there's not a lot of things out there. So, um, and then you know, to give it some kind of gravitas, I think he put them on TV. But I mean, now you've got like one on one. AEW show, you can have the Ring of Honor world champion, the AEW world champion, the CMLL champion, the New Japan strong champion. So, like, you've got a, everyone's walking around with a belt on the AEW show. It kind of devalues the belt you have. And to me, if it's an AEW show, you should be you should be showing off your AEW wrestlers and those champions and the Ring of Honor people really don't have a place on the show. So I really think they should switch Ring of Honor to a to a uh, a farm system and take away like the real the the uh a, a lot of the titles, get rid of the six man title, get rid of the pure title and just have them maybe have a tag team champion, a women's champion and a and a heavyweight champion and have that as a breeding ground. And as people start graduating up to AEW, you can start shuttling people back and forth, you know, like kind of almost like what NXT is doing. I really don't see the point of Ring of Honor anymore. It just seems like an afterthought. And to have someone like Samoa Joe just drop a belt in the middle of the ring and walk away, you're kind of like, well, if he doesn't value it, who? why should I? So that's, that would be my thought. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's that bad, but it's more, it's just he doesn't consider it as, as important. Like, he didn't drop the belt and say, I'm going after Eddie Kingston. Right? He wanted to go after MJF. So, I mean, he obviously thinks the AEW title is more important than, than his own Ring of Honor champion. So, I just think they need to reshuffle some things around and put Ring of Honor where it belongs. You know, it was, a, it was great for its time. There was a lot of greatness that came out of it, but it's not there anymore. You know, it's like when they tried to re revive ECW. You can't, lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah. And anytime you try to revive it, it ends up being a watered down version of what it was. So I think they should just strip it down, 
leave it online. You know, if you want to watch Ring of Honor, go to YouTube. You know, we've got some uh, some great young stars starting to appear. And then as they get experience, then you bring them up to the main roster and you start them on AEW. Then you don't have to worry about signing WWE cast offs anymore. You can start building some of your own. What are they going to do if they don't sign WWE cast offs? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you can start developing <laughs> your own talents, right? And then you don't have to worry about that anymore. You can bring them in when you want to, not when just because they're the latest group. So and Tony Khan found a binge, allegedly. <laughs> you never know. You never know what he's doing. Are we, are we excited for full gear? Or are we like, wow, it's full gear. Who are you throwing it to? I'll start with Encyclopedia. What do you think? Um, do you want me to run down the card? You could if you want. I mean, I know what's been announced so far. Um, Give me a second. I I had it and then I lost it. Give me a second. I'll find it. Because I think someone could test you never had it to begin with. The Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. MJF versus Jay White. Hangman versus Swerve. Cassidy versus Mox. Sting, Darby, and Adam Copeland versus Christian, Luchasaurus, and McWayne. Hikura Shida versus Tony Storm. And then MJF and CBD versus the Guns. For the ROH tag title. Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. Well, they built that one up quick. Um, I think. Well, I think something's up with with uh, some of the talent not being able to appear on the show, like mm. Okada or one of those guys. Because I thought that was weird too that they suddenly shifted gears. Yeah, this they hinted at it last week. So um, I picked Sting, Darby Adam, and Autumn Copeland because Sting doesn't lose. Oh wait, no, th- that's <laughs> next week we're doing. Oh, shit, that's my fuck. Week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I it's I mean some of these matches I find interesting because some of them I I've been saying this for weeks MJF versus Jay White who fucking cares some the Samoa Joe storyline I feel like is more compelling uh, do we really think Jay White's winning after he stole the belt I mean, it would be different if he did but I don't think anyone's going to be picking him and I just I don't know Jay White He's just one of those guys that I heard all this hype about. Oh, AEW got him. WWE wanted him. They didn't get him. Blah blah blah. I'm, I'm really not impressed. I mean, the the guy gives you a decent match and everything. I just don't think he's very compelling. Uh, I feel like Juice Robinson and the Guns antics actually are what make him somewhat interesting. So, uh, Cassidy Moxley too. I'm semi interested in, but let's be honest, this match is only happening because Moxley got concussed and dropped the belt. Well, Orange Cassidy always delivers. He always delivers, but it's going to be a good match. That that's just it. It's going to be a good match. I, I could dare say that's probably the only match on this card I'm even remotely interested in. Mikar um, Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm. I really like Mikar Shida, but I feel like this is this is the way they've been building up Timeless Tony Storm during commercial breaks. Most of it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, even this week they had a, a sit down with the two I of saw them, that. and yeah. Tony Storm like. You just want to watch her the whole time, and Sheeta is just there. 
Like right. I think she'll always be transitional. I think she'll be the one you want to move the belt from one person to the next. You throw she, it on her for a little while. She's kind of in that Drew McIntyre category. Her best days were during the pandemic where her fans weren't there. Yeah, you didn't know what kind of reaction she was getting. Yeah. And her ring work is good, so you can yeah, get away I, with it. I absolutely I, look, I absolutely love the love her in the ring. I, I love her in general. I do I mean I do follow her on Instagram. I think she's a very interesting person, but yeah, yeah, I I, I the women's division we've been saying for a while has become more of an afterthought in a lot of respects than this this match. I, whatever. I, I I I'm indifferent. Let's put it this way. It's kind of like when I watch Collision. I could jump. I could skip through a lot of these matches, but there's some matches that yeah, I want to see it. And honestly, like I know Hangman versus Swerve. A lot of people are saying that's going to be a great match. Honestly, I feel like Swerve. Unfortunately, his storyline, his character development, is him being stereotyped. You know, it's like like the whole segment with him going into Adam Page's house. I was like, really, we went there. In this society, we're we're gonna have uh, look. I'll be honest, we're gonna have a black guy go into so, uh, somebody's house, like being creepy. I'm like, why are we doing this? And who thought this was a good idea? All that was left was some pretty super stereotypical racing, doing coke with. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Or or or, or, or pot with Snoop Dogg, right? We could have just gone that yeah. route. You know what? That might have been more interesting than Prince Nana with a with a doobie in his mouth could have been doing the Nana dance. That would have been funny. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel like the that Cassidy Moxley too is the only match I really interested in right now. I mean, and, and I really enjoy MJF, but I'm just like ever since they turned him face, I don't find him as interesting. I'm finding him more interesting when he po- when he posts who he's sleeping with on Twitter. You know, I think right now the the most interesting the person. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, AEW's Christian Cage by far. I mean, uh, his antics are just off the hook crazy. I mean, I think they're still going to add more matches. There's only one woman's match on here. I think they're going to end up putting another one. And and who would that be? Statlander uh, defending against Statlander, maybe. Again, who cares? What have they done with her since they put the belt on her? And I think there's probably going to be at least one more match added. I don't know what. And I think Samoa Joe is probably getting, I mean, talking about Ring of Honor, I mean, what is he defended the tag team belts once since they won them? And he's defended them by himself. You know what? He's probably, uh, up until a few months ago, he wasn't defending that AEW title that often either. It was usually at pay-per-views. So, yeah, I mean, when he was a heel, he wasn't defending it. Now that he's a face, he's defending it all the time. So, I mean, I think there's, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think um, Tony Storm, Orange Cassidy, Christian, I think Strickland, I think they'll, they'll deliver. So I think it'll be uh, a decent card. I, you know, Omega and Jericho and the Bucks, eh, whatever. It's but, been done. But the question is, are you excited for this card? Is this a card that you're like, oh my God, I have to see this. This has been well, no, I'm not, so well. I'm not excited by any of them. I wow. think the only ones I really get excited for now are still, are uh, the Rumble and uh, WrestleMania. The rest of them are all like varying degrees of whatever, you know? So even AEW can't, AEW lacks some sort of like card, like a standard thing that they do every year that would capture your interest. Nothing that they do building up to a pay-per-view has made you think, oh my God, I want to see this. It's more like, yeah, we're going to get great matches, so I'll watch. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have. I okay. can't say there's been one AEW show I've said like, oh my god, I have to watch this one. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't. You don't I, I didn't realize you felt that way. For them getting the casino chip off the ladder. That's not <laughs> no. Exciting every year to you? Did they did they do that this year? No. I was gonna say I don't remember doing no, that. Year, no, I think they that? dropped it. Yeah, okay. yeah, and and uh, we also we had the casino chip. We also had the Sonic the Hedgehog Golden Ring. That's right. <laughs> we haven't seen that one either. Ring. Got to find that sound effect on my new phone. Okay. All right. So, do we have anything else for the evening, fellas? Uh, Rob. Rob brought up Tiffany Stratton uh, questioning whether she's dangerous. Apparently, this week on NXT, her opponent Fallon Henley got a concussion. Um, so, we were gonna. He wanted to bring that up. Um, Rob, you have a list of people here. I don't recall all of these being named as possible victims of Tiffany Stratton inexperience. So, if you want to lead into that. Well, like I said, I read an article uh, about Tiffany Stratton injuring her opponent this week. And someone in the comments mentioned that at some point she had injured Indy Hartwell, G. Lee Dolan, uh, Gigi Dolan, Roxanne Perez, Becky Lynch, and Fallon Henry is the latest one, right? So since I don't watch NXT as much as the rest of you guys, I was curious, number one, is this true? And number two, watching Tiffany Stratton as much as you, do you feel like she's dangerous? Do you feel like she's getting the reputation of she's hurting her opponents? Or do you think it's overblown? Maybe, you know, this was just an accident. I know I watched NXT, so I feel like that was directed at me. Um, It was. (laughs) This this week, there were two spots. There was one where she had... Fallon Henley, I can't remember if she caught her, but she had her up like holding her up like midair and she ran at the ropes and through the ropes just flung her. Like it looked like it hurt. Um, and that could have been a, not, a credit to Fallon Henley as well. I mean, it was vicious and I was actually going to message you guys like, oh my God, you got to see the spot that Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley just did. And then uh, when Tiffany Stratton did her her uh, the triple jump moonsault, the prettiest moonsault, or perfect moonsault. I forget which one it is. I think it's prettiest. I noticed, I f- and I, they replayed it, but almost from the get-go, I was like, oh my God, I think her knee cracked Fallon Henley in the in the head, like in the side of the head. So I first thought, this, this girl's getting a black eye easily. Um, I didn't, concussion didn't even pop into my head. Those other people you mentioned, I totally do not know what the segment was or recall what would have led people to feel that way. Um, could have been someone really overanalyzing. She's still, she's still new. She's only been wrestling like two years. So maybe the fact that she's not on the main roster yet is because they realize she's still green. So I personally think it's overblown, but if she's really injuring people, she's less than two years experience. So I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised either, but yeah, I think this is somebody that's overanalyzing. Um, that's how I feel. All right, so that is our show for this evening. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.